You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvests of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1, for the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. The following is paid programming. The views do not represent that of JVC Broadcasting, its staff, or management. What are you doing? What are you not doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see. Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam Kay, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Honest Abe, and we are broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. We are broadcasting in front of a live audience. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., the brewmeister. Ahoy, hoy. Yeah, it helps if you turn the mic on. It is on. I just didn't have it close enough. Sorry. I'll say ahoy, hoy. And sitting uh, in for the lovely lady, 
M, who's out yachting somewhere. Is that what she's doing? Apparently. Yachting to... Is she going to the Bahamas or anything? No, or? she's just going north. Just just on a boat? Yeah. A day cruise? No, well, they're going... It's like a three-day cruise because they're bringing the boat from here to the north. And, oh, she just had to go with because, obviously, it's... You sound like you're bitter about it. Not really. <laughs> no, no, the problem is she kept talking about it for two days, and it's like, Lottie freaking da Well, I know... You know, when you're so used to having nothing exciting ever going on in your life, you just probably don't understand stuff like that. But, right. you know, she got excited about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Do you get excited about anything ever? Beer. I've never seen you excited about beer. I know you like beer. Mm-hmm. Is that your excitement level? I mean, is that, you know. Well, it doesn't get much more than this. It doesn't I mean, get much more than this. Yeah. There you have it. I mean, yeah, it's a very thin line from here to Stone excited. cold Adam Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sitting in for the lovely Lady M is the Lady J, Jeanette Wall, longtime listener, fan, and friend of Kiss My Ash Radio from West Palm Beach. Welcome, Jeanette. Thank you. Good morning. How are you feeling? Actually, really good. A little nervous? Nope. I didn't think so. That's why we picked you. <laughs> I did a little research today don't, about all our guests. I don't did. need to get her drunk. No. <laughs> I got my Voss water. I'm good. We have a show packed full of guests today, um, really all over the place. Uh, we're going to have... Eric Hansen, executive chairman and board, uh, executive chairman of the board, and chief strategy officer of the Clinton Group. Um, we're also going to have uh, Zachary Faginson, a writer for Reuters here, will talk about some breaking financial stuff and news, and Jeffrey Place, co-founder of the LSU Cigar Society, college students making clubs, very cool, and uh, we're going to have Ted Author, Ted King, who's an author. That's what I was saying. Who uh, wrote a book, The War on Smokers and the Rise of the Nanny States. we got a packed show for you today. And, of course, uh, this weekend is uh, Memorial Day. And while you're out there barbecuing, making your ribs, your burgers, your hot dogs, having your beers, your libations, let us remember the many, many uh, veterans who have fallen for us and uh, always keep them in our memory. Um, anything you're uh, doing for Memorial Day? Uh, cleaning my office. You're cleaning your office for Memorial Day weekend? I am. I have to. It's it's a pig pen. Are you and the brewmeister related in any way? <laughs> no. What? I actually have a good sense of humor. <laughs> I, should I even ask? If, if you don't want to. Are you doing anything? I'm going to play a lot of golf. Are you playing golf? Yeah. Where are you playing? I'm playing, uh, playing at Atlantis this, uh, today. And then uh, tomorrow I am playing uh, Park Ridge. Playing okay. the dump, yeah. Playing with the with the Mick? Yeah, he's coming tomorrow. Just two of you? Uh, no, my buddy, the golf pro, and then uh, everyone's favorite shipping manager is coming too. Oh, the bull. Yeah. Stewie. Oh, very cool. Uh-huh. We're just uh, having the in-laws over, going to oh. do a little barbecue. Nice. I think I might actually make my world-famous ribs. Ooh, you, yeah. have, you have said wonderful things about that. I haven't made ribs probably in a decade. I actually did a rack last weekend. I just, it's, it's, like, in, it's like a job. When I make my ribs, it's, it's literally like a five, six-hour process. So, so do you make your own rub and then oven them for I, two I, or three I, hours? I, no oven, never oven. No, so you don't even do the pre-oven. No, in fact, I, I never even used a gas grill making my ribs. Really? Yeah. All charcoal. But we don't have a charcoal grill anymore, so I'm, I, I, I kind of semi-adapted now to a gas grill. But So basically, you then five hours on a charcoal. The process is altogether five hours. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean... Just to get a rack done, even on a charcoal, it's probably going to take two to three hours. Yeah. Well, you could throw some wood in it, too. 
mesquite. Can, some yeah, chips. you can throw yeah. some mesquite chips. But can you do that in a gas grill? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, they actually have a box where you put the mesquite chips in and you just sit it right on top. I'm going to have to check that out. So uh, make sure you check all that out for this week of Memorial Day. And as always on Kish Maestro Radio, we like to give away great stuff, prizes, and gifts. And today, from our wonderful friends and sponsors, longtime sponsors, Zycar, um, they're giving away a beautiful Room 101 Blingtastic Cutter. This is actually a pretty cool cutter. We're going to post a picture of it on our Facebook at Kiss My Ash Radio. Um, it's a $74.99 cutter with some Room 101 art. Um, nice cutter, guaranteed for life. And uh, if you're the 10th caller at... 1-877-960-9960. Be the 10th caller when you hear this sound. Yes? No. No? No, no sound? Click, click? Yeah. Hey! There you go. Be the 10th caller when you hear that sound, and you'll win that wonderful 7499 Room 101 Bling-tastic cutter. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Every Friday we post a social media word. Be the 10th caller at that same number, and you'll win a five-pack of cigars courtesy of Iconic um, and Recluse Cigars. Great cigars. Uh, check them out. So uh, if you're a 10th caller, when you hear our social media word, you will get a five-pack of those wonderful, fantastic cigars. And uh, before we go to break, I just want to get our man Colin on the phone, uh, on the line. Colin, you there? Come on, Colin. Hello. Hi. Was that you or Colin? That was Colin. Colin, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Good. I hear it's your birthday. <laughs> what was that? That's how I Happy celebrated. Birthday, oh, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate oh, well, that. Why, why are you such a bah humbug, man? That's how. I, that's my role, man. That's my mo. That's your mo, though. I think Adams. That's Adams' mo. Happy birthday, pal. Well, I'm we older, so he stole, so he stole it from me. <laughs> if we were there in the office, we would have had you have booze and get you all messed up this morning. Oh, but, I appreciate uh, that. I wanted to wish you a very happy birthday from all of us, and we appreciate all the great work you do, pal. How about you? You got anything going on this weekend, Memorial Memorial Day and your birthday? Nah, well, I'm working. Uh, may take tomorrow off, but I'm probably going to come to the station. And then Monday, not really sure. Just me and the dog. Wow. Muzzle dog. We need to get Colin on a dating service. What's up, man? <laughs> I, don't th- I don't even know if they have something for me. Wow. <laughs> all right, pal. Well, listen, I hope you have a great weekend and a great birthday. All right, pal? Thanks so much. Enjoy your weekend, too. Thank you, buddy. Up ahead, we're going to do Cigar News and Fantasy Fumare Round 2 results are in. We're going to see who advances and is closer to winning a $100 gift card courtesy of Best Buy right after this. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAshRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Hey, cigar enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. 
Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. This is a Law Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the Decade. Try it. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Monte Cristo Cigar Bar, here with my gang, Adam Kay, and sitting in for the lovely Lady M, the lovely Lady J. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? I'm good. I'm Are really you doing good. research? I'm doing, I'm just going over some of the research I did well, yesterday. This girl really wants to be prepared. You're going to make Lady M look bad. I have big shoes to fill. <laughs> well, she does have like Sasquatch feet. <laughs> Let's put it that way. All right. In the Cigar News for May 23rd, 2015. We're out of box. What? We're out of box. I'm going to open it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. In the news, Espinosa Cigars. One year after unveiling the Laranja Reserva line, Espinosa Premium Cigars will be adding a fourth Vitola at this year's trade show. The box press sounds interesting. It's actually pretty good. You've you, given you one already? Yeah. Where was I? No, the guys at the office mailed them to me. Ah, and you just mailed them? How many sticks? No, they mailed me one. They said, are you sure it was for you? Yeah, because I talked to Anthony specifically, and he said, here, I'm going to send you one. I have to talk to somebody over at Espinosa Cigars about that. I talked to them three times a week. The box press Caxia, pronounced Kasha. Okay, so I pronounced it wrong. Ah. Pronounced Kasha. 
The word means box in Portuguese and is the first box Presbytola in the line and the first to get a unique name as the line will be debuted with a Corona Gorda, a Robusto Extra, and a Toro. So it's actually... It's adding a fourth Vitola, but it's telling me that they're adding three different sizes. Is that yeah, what they're, they're basically just adding an entire box press to the line. Got it. So it's not a fourth Vitola. Yeah, no, it's not about. The is fourth. it going to be the same Laurent Hubbard? It's, it, it's got the same basic blend. It's just really in a box press. As such, you'll wear a secondary band denoting the Kasha name and similar design as the primary banding, meaning an orange color scheme as Laranja is Portuguese for orange. It features the same blend of a Brazilian wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers and will also come in 20-count boxes. The new, li- the new extension, or the new lines, the Duvatolas, will be a regular production addition that Espinosa is hoping to have shipping to retailers immediately after the trade show, which happens in the middle of July in New Orleans, meaning the cigars could arrive as early as the end of July. A company spokesman said the plan is to ship it alongside the recently relaunched Murcielago, which is another big one. They're going to bring yeah. that back. Bringing that back this summer, too. Murcielago traces its history back to 2009 when uh, Eric was partners with Eddie Ortega at EO Brands. Uh, the company uh, owned by both of them uh, it was one of their most popular lines. The new incarnation will be made at Espinosa's La Zona factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, and will debut at this IPCPR. Less than a year after being announced as the Cubanacon VP of Sales, Spencer Drake has resigned. Wow. Yes. Drake stated he has left the company due to differing views in regards to its future. And they quoted to him saying, In my year or so with the company, I really enjoyed building and managing the sales team, and I'm very proud of what we were able to accomplish. We took a brand that was unknown and have made it much more relevant to the marketplace. Sometimes people have different visions for the direction of the company, and I'm fairly uncompromising when it comes to certain things. That is ultimately what brought this relationship to an end. I wish them the best moving forward and see a lot of potential there. I hope to see them capitalize on it. I I tell you, man, I've never seen more employee shuffling than I've seen in the last two years in this industry. Oh, absolutely. It's 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 like like employee hockey. They fire him, they hire him, they hire him, they fire him, they fire him, they hire him, they hire him, they fire him. My question is, if, you know, why would anybody hire somebody who got fired? I don't, don't know. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. He's not good enough to work for you, but he's good enough to work for me. Yeah. That sends a great message. Yep. You know, and no one ever admits that he get fired. It's always a I resign. Parting of the ways. Yes. Yeah, it's a mutual we're not, parting. We're of not ways. renewing their contract. I love working with them. It's a great company. Those bastards, but mm. yeah, we didn't see eye to eye. Anyways, Spencer Drake, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get a job somewhere else with someone. Oh, soon, before <laughs> you know it. Uh, EPC, there's a new EP Carrillo, La Historia, coming at this year's IPCPR convention and trade show, but apparently just one EP Carrillo confirmed that the Regalias de Celia, a Bellicoso, will be added to the La Historia line this summer. It was one of two new sizes that EP Carrillo was testing for the La Historia line, which was got what number three last year? Uh, number two. Number two last year. Two, the uh, Fume de Amor was number three. There you go. It was one of two sizes it was testing, but the company indicated it will not be making the other size, which was a smaller Vitola and a Parejo shape. The La Historia was introduced last year's IPCPR convention and trade show. It uses a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, and Dominican Nicaraguan fillers. The suggested retail price for the new La Historia cigar will be nine fifty per cigar. 
Boutique Blends, best known for its Aging Room line, has a few new releases planned for the up-and-coming IPCPR. At Not only is the company coming out with two completely new cigar brands this summer, but it's also adding two new sizes to the Aging Room bin number one line. The operatically themed La Boheme, which came out last year, will soon reprise with a darker second act. Oh, obviously, there's a giant take on the whole musical theme here. La Boheme Encantador, Spanish for Enchanted, Encantador will be box-pressed and also enrobed in a darker, higher-priming Ecuadorian wrapper with an all-Dominican filler. La Boheme Encantador will retail for a pricey $10.25 to $12.24. Now, why would they make it $12.24? Just add another penny in there. Come on. And it will come in three sizes, named after theaters where the opera has been performed. They Red- test marketed four Guatemalans on a corner, mm-hmm. and the Guatemalans agreed that it was more attractive at 24 cents. Ah, uh, that just, yeah, gotcha. Makes you feel like you have a savings. <laughs> All the Guatemalans in Florida are going to call me now. E. Reggio, La Scala, and Fence. According to Rafael Nodal, Encantador is not simply a box press version of the original, but is a slightly different blend with a slightly different character. They estimate the total production run of 400,000 cigars, and then the line will be finished. So, brief, 400,000. Yeah. A little much. <laughs> Just a few cigars. Just a few. Just, Just a couple. A few. Just, Just a couple. couple. Not too many. 400,000. Yeah. 400,000. And that's what we have in the news. That's the news. All right. Time for Season 4 Fantasy Fumari Update. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoy this Fantasy Fumari thing. It's kind of cool. I love it. For those of you who don't know it, basically, uh, anybody who wants to join can register during the beginning of the season. We get 16 coaches. They draft a team of three cigars, and we rate the stick sales over a two-weeks period. And the team that has the most stick movement advances to the next round. The winner gets a $100 gift card courtesy of Best Buy. So it's pretty cool. So you can find the full bracket information at www.kissmyashradio.com. We're going to give you the round one the first round results. We're going to start with the bracket in the West. At the top of the bracket, we have Jeanette of West Palm Beach. Hmm, do we know a Jeanette? Oh, Maybe. of course not. C- Team Cigar Sexy against Mike Burning Stogies of West Palm Beach as well. Mike slaughtered Jeanette. 270 to 40. Yes, Mike Burning Stogies advances. Joe Stickett of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida versus Blazing Cajuns of Abbeville, Louisiana. Stick it, socks it to Blazing Cages with a score of 240 to 129. Joe of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, you advanced to round two. In the lower half of the West Bracket, we have Long Ashes of Port Ritchie, Florida versus El Jefe of Fremont, California. This was actually a close one. Um, El Jefe edges out with his team of Undercrown Corona Viva, Fuente Maduro Chateau, and Tetuaje Grand Cognu. And El Jefe of Fremont, California, you advanced to round two. And the final bracket on the West, we have Cigar Burner of Cincinnati, Ohio versus Stacy, Cigar Stacy of Raleigh, North Carolina. And Cigar Stacy slammed it. Not only slammed, not only slammed Cigar Burner, slammed the field with more than double of anybody else on the field. Total 560 sticks. This is where people get advantages and don't just coincidentally don't know what's going on because her team was Affinity Churchill. Uh, uh, Fumar de Amor Lagunas and Nub Connecticut 460 but there was that big affinity program the buy three get one free Yeah, and she just socked it with a total sales of almost 566 
So, Cigar Stacy, you will be advancing to round two. Now to the east. Longtime Kiss My Ash Radio Vegas Ashes Bill of Las Vegas versus John Ash Hole of Lawton, Texas. Uh, uh, Vegas Bill, uh, man, edges out Josh by only four sticks to advance to round two. Below them, we have Twin Burns of Hallandale, Florida versus Gold Rush of Memphis, Tennessee. Another tight one, only by 20 cigars, but um, the winner is Gold Rush of Memphis, Tennessee. Danny, you will advance to round two. And in the lower east side of the bracket, we have Ashcans of Flagstaff, Arizona versus Maduro Titan of Niles, Illinois. Um, Maduro Titan was no Titan at all. He got crushed 215 to about 48 sticks with a team of Winston Churchill, Le Bohem, and Tatiana Cigars. Uh, Michael Ashcans of Flagstaff, Arizona, you advanced to round two. And our final bracket in the east, we have Camo Cigarman of Loxahatchee, Florida versus Julie Horseplay of Richmond, Virginia. Julie, you only had eight sticks sold. Your team of H. Upman, Nick Stick, and La Jugada got crushed by Asylum Insidious, Kuvana Khan, and Alec Bradley. So, Jeremy, Camo Cigarman, you advanced to round two. Congratulations to all our round two winners. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks to see how you guys fare. Up ahead after the break, Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars. We'll be talking more about him right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siriar, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Robert Ford's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest location. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Placeres Reserva, a beautiful box-pressed cigar boasting a dark, oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, and bold Nicaraguan and Honduran long fillers with a Costa Rican binder for excellent flavors. With a premium blend of chocolate, wood, and coffee, this medium-bodied cigar is complemented with pepper, cocoa, spices, and a hint of sweetness with a long, lingering finish. Placeres Reserva shows off how proper blending and aging tobacco make for a well-rounded, satisfying cigar. Placeres Reserva, presented by Coots. To find a tobacconist nearest you, please visit coots.com. That's K-U-U-T-S dot com. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. 
For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Back, folks. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K, and sitting in for the lovely lady Evan, is the lovely lady Jay. How's your radio experience going? So far, so good. I'm liking it. Did you ever think you'd be sitting on this side of the table? No, actually, I didn't. Ah. <laughs> you might be doing it more often. I enjoy it. It's fun. We might call Duncan and say, hey, listen, you got to take Emily out of town more on Saturdays. Are you actually lip syncing the song? Yes, he is. Yeah. If Emily was here, we could ask her who sings it. I know, but that I would know who it is. Fun. I know you yeah. know. That's why I didn't ask. <laughs> but Lady M would never know. Aha! Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you like that? That was good. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was good. That's the only. That's the only reason why I keep Adam around. He actually enjoys my humor. Um, yeah. One of the few guys. Somebody's got to get it. Exactly. He didn't get it yesterday when I did. Well, the I was a little out of it. We were sent some cigar samples, mm-hmm. and they lettered them all. And he, he goes, uh, the only ones worth trying, because he had tried his batch, we were going to try and compare notes. And he's like, um, well, the only one you should try is the uh, B and the E. I said, well, you know, I think I'm just going to try the A, B, and E, just to be safe. <laughs> and he was looking at me like, why? I just told you to try the B and E. I said, well, because I think it'd be cool if I just smoked the A, B, and E. And then, like, after about five minutes, he goes, Yeah. <laughs> Took a little bit. A little slow, but he A little slow in the uptake. It was yes, a rough day. Yes, it's all right. All right, every week we like to invite a very special guest to be on what I consider my favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, from the Clinton Group, we have Eric Hansen, Executive Chairman of the board and chief strategy officer Eric, welcome you on Kiss My Ash Radio. Eric, yes, hello. Way good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio, Eric. How is everything today? I'm just living the dream. How are you doing? Good. Well, obviously not as good as you. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your company, the the Kiln Group. 
Uh, Kling Group, well, we started in 2007 here in the U.S. Uh, we're an, an interdisciplinary consumer products company. We developed the Hammer and Sickle brand as a lifestyle offering, so we're in beverage alcohol. We extended to tobacco. Uh, we recently extended to clothing in Europe, so we're testing that as a model, see if we can bring that here to the U.S. as well. And we're, uh, you know, we, we are who we are. Yeah, you are. So you, 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 your first product on the market was actually vodka. Correct. Yeah, we launched Hammer and Sickle Vodka in 2007 in the U.S. Uh, it's done exceedingly well. We're in 41, uh, 41 U.S. states and 13 countries. And then in 2009, we, the plan was always to extend into tobacco. Uh, we love the, the sort of lifestyle connection uh, of the two brand, of the two sort of consumer products offerings, and we think it's great for our brand. So, always, I've always been a cigar smoker. I'm enamored with cigars. So it was a logical fit to, to put the two together. And we started poking around in 2009, and we uh, started to ship in January of 2010. Hammer and Sickle is thriving today, so we're we're thrilled to be in the tobacco business. Yeah, I think I remember your first trade first booth. I think your first trade show was 2010, wasn't it? Uh, we you know we showed the product in at the trade show in '09, and then we went ahead and uh, we started to ship in January of '10. Wow. Okay, so 2009, and and so so you getting in the cigar side, the aspect of the business was always in the original plan. It wasn't something that just developed, uh, you know, naturally. No, it didn't. It was it was it was it was 100 part of the plan. It was beverage, alcohol, uh, tobacco, clothing, and accessories, and then extend into and you know sort of entertainment in some capacity, uh, long term. That's more of a. An, more of a European play, possibly an Asian play as well, but not really a domestic U.S. play. Brands don't traditionally um, sort of execute entertainment like they do on a global scale uh, in other parts of the world. So that's something we're looking at. We've done some entertainment executions in Moscow, and they've gone very, very well. It's part of the part of something we have in the in the vision for the brand long term. But right now, we're in the U.S. We're focused solely on beverage, alcohol, and tobacco. Is um is the company a European company? No, we're headquartered in Boston, Mass. Oh wow, okay. And and the name Hammer and Sickle, I'm I'm gonna assume came from the Russian flag. Yeah, and you know it's a you know it's interesting, and some people misunderstand it. You know, it has a, a connection, obviously, because it was co-opted by the communists, and they added it to a to a component of of the sort of communist mark. But the communist mark has the star over it. And so when you talk to the Russian people, the hammer and sickle is something that dates back to the 1700s, where you know their industrial economy is based in the north, where it's too cold for an agricultural footprint. And just like the United States, their agricultural footprint's in the south. So the hammer and sickle's long been a Russian mark. With the, It's really the combination of their two economies, with the industrial part of the north being the hammer and the agricultural part being the, the sickle from the south. When it was co-opted, they added the star to it, and they put the wheat wraps around it, and the communists obviously took it for what was a terrible ride for, for many, many years. Where did you come up with your idea of naming quite a few of your cigars? Because I know you have a cigar called the Berlin Wall, Moscow, and um, you know some of your other cigars. Where did you guys come up with the idea of naming the cigars those names? You know, we have a Russian heritage as a company, and we want to make sure we stay with who we are and what we are. And, you know, we believe the names of the lines really fit with 
you know, the, the overhead mark, which is for us the hammer and sickle brand, which we call our house mark. And then we want to make sure we develop series that are in line with what the brand offers. So, you know, Moscow City, Berlin Wall, tradition. Uh, we just changed icon to trademark. We actually had a trademark issue, um, which allowed us to make that adjustment. So we just think it's in line with, with what our brand is and represents. We're more of a global property than we are a domestic property. So we're not just going to you yeah, know, fake, uh, fake with all due respect to other people, but we're not going to fake Cuban heritage that we don't have. Oh, yeah, no. I noticed that uh, with, like, your uh, Berlin Wall, the uh, box is very beautiful. I saw that it was the handmade uh, marble box. It is. And you know what's interesting about that marble? You know, again, we want to drag our heritage through um, through the brand as much as possible. So that marble is actually Zerot marble, which is what the Brandenburg Gate, the same marble the Brandenburg Gate is actually made out of. We get it from the same quarry they use to repair the gate when it breaks. So we've really done our homework. Uh, we've followed history very closely. And, you know, we really believe the offering, all the lines line up with our house mark, line up with who we are, what we are, and give the consumer a nice offering if they choose so choose to, to enjoy it. Well, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Eric Hansen, Executive Chairman and Chief Strategy Officer for the Coon Group, Hammer and Sickle Cigars. And uh, right after the break, we're going to touch base and get in depth more with Eric about his cigar lines and the offerings right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rickloose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rickloose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rickloose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rickloose cigar and do it today. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee and Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearmint Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory. La Zona, enriched and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. The Oliva Family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio. 
a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady J, sitting in for the lovely Lady M. Hello. Uh, we are broadcasting from a live audience here at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar, right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. And joining us today is Eric Hansen, Executive Chairman of the Board and Chief Strategy Officer of the Kiln Group, makers of Hammer and Sickle Vodka and Hammer and Sickle Cigars. Eric, welcome. Thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you very much. Eric, before the break, we were talking a little bit about your brands. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about the diversity of the lines that you guys make and some of the manufacturers you're working with to produce some of these lines and what you know the characteristics of each of your different brands lines? Absolutely. Uh, the brand currently has five core offerings, and we start with Trademark Series, which is a mild Connecticut shade, Connecticut grown, uh, beautiful, beautiful smoke. Very, very mild, very, really the, a great gateway, I think, for a smoker who maybe starting out, maybe just coming in, wants to get their feet wet, maybe wants a little something different, a little more boutique, so Hammer offers that. Moving up the chain a little bit for us is the, the brand we launched with, which is Tradition Siri. Tradition Siri is a five-year-aged Ecuadorian-grown Connecticut shade wrapper, Dominican filler, Dominican binder both three-year-aged, draws a perfect line between mild and medium body. Creamy smoke, lots and lots of great traditional sort of Connecticut shade flavors. Um, Moving up from there, we have Berlin Wall Series, which is a Honduran Puro. Dead center, medium body, um, very earthy. Really, if we had a Cuban-esque offering, in the line, that would really be it. What we call our sort of, you know, it's been nicknamed by a lot of different magazines and different different folks and different bloggers, our sort of our version of the Geek Cigar is Hermitage Series, which for us draws the line between medium body and full body. Hermitage has four different tobaccos, um, and believe it or not, uses German tobacco. We're really the only uh, the only cigar maker using that at this point. And then on the full-bodied side, and our Maduro offering is Moscow City, which is Connecticut-grown, Connecticut Broadleaf. We're one of the last folks using it. It's very difficult to use, very expensive, and does come in some uh, some different sizes, a little, lar- little larger ring gauge, and really for the for the smoker who who wants to understand traditional Madu- traditional Maduro, real Maduro. We don't paint it. There's no dye. There's no oil. And it really goes through its full process. So. We, the, the, the core line, those five series, really are what make up and comprise the heart of Hammer and Sickle. Every now and then we do some really funky, unique, sort of what we call aggressive offshoots for limited editions. You know, we did Sochi for the um, for the Winter Olympiad, and that was an interesting project. It had nine tobaccos in it. 
from all over the world, and then we did um, LE14, which had seven tobaccos. So we really used the limited edition offerings to to break out of our core competency and to push ourselves to be as unique as we can. And are you cigars, are they all currently being manufactured in the Dominican Republic? Uh, yes, everything's made at Tabadon, with the exception of Berlin Wall and Hermitage are both made at, uh, at Camp Camacho. Oh, okay. okay. I see that you also have a cigar that you guys primarily only sell in Texas. We do. Uh, Tavir is really interesting, and you know we have a great, a great, great partnership and friendship with the guys at uh, at Specs. So they asked us to, to put together something really unique in the line just for them, and we really loved the idea uh, of doing something for you know for a specific brick and mortar retailer like that. So we did Tavir, and we really wanted to take the flavors of um, Connecticut Broadleaf and put it in a traditional. 6x50 format instead of the, the larger ring gauge that we're using in the Moscow City Series. So we did that for them. We put it in a tube, and we really dialed it up. So it's, it's truly, it's, it's, about, uh, it's about as full-bodied as you'll ever see us make. But it really does fit the, the personality and the stylings of Texas. Awesome. That's where I'm from, so I know how they are there. <laughs> so uh, the hammer and sickle vodka, wheat or potato base? Oh, wheat, goodness, Russian, come on, don't talk to me about potatoes. I'm kidding. Um, just checking, just making sure, you know, a lot of the, come on, Russian vodka, after Russian vodkas are potato-based anyway. But uh, what, what's the secret that makes the difference between the hammer and sickle vodka and everything else that's in the vodka market today? Uh, we, use, we only use 100% hand-cleared winter wheat. And we take, we go so far as to shuck the wheat to ensure we get that initial shell off. So when we go through the fermentation process, you're really getting the heart of the product instead of this shell that takes a lot longer to break down. And oftentimes, in traditional fermentation, doesn't break down. So when you go to distillation, you get this extraordinary um, sweet mash. And then, you know, so we go through that process and we distill. And the net-net result is a product that has a real subtle sweet finish that comes on its own. There's no adjunct properties to it. Vodkas around the world often use 1% of an adjunct. They'll use, you know, they'll use lemon seed oil or they'll use zest from something, and we actually don't have to do that. So we're just six times distilled, six times filtered, and 100% winter wheat, and what you get is what you get. Is your vodka priced, like, in the, in the, you know, the standard range? Is it a premium? Is it an ultra-premium? Uh, you know, where does your vodka stand as far as pricing? Well, uh, in that world, we're considered above premium, um, the, the national average for us is anywhere from 19.99 to 24.99, and that's for a 750 milliliter size. Wow. Now you have you're just joining us. We're speaking with Eric Hansen, executive chairman and chief strategy officer of the Kling Group, makers of hammer and sickle vodka, cigars, and clothing in Europe. Um, you have a very interesting title, Eric. What exactly are some of your responsibilities for the group? <laughs> That, uh, that that title was bestowed upon me by my board. And to be quite honest with you, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's not, a long one. Yeah, I'm not fond of titles in general. But um, but what, what is I'm sort mean, of the, are you? I'm the chief exec. Um, so you know, sort of. Yeah, you know, I'm. I oversee the day to day of everything globally, and from a strategy perspective, it's my job to sort of dream up where we're going and and determine how we're going to go ahead and get there and then develop the products. Developing products is really what I do 
it's what I love. Um, and I like to take, take things and grow them and build them. And that's what, that's what's so enjoyable about this. Um, are you yeah, personally hand- handling that? Are you personally handling that on the cigar side? Are you going down to the DR? Are you tasting the blends? Are you working on the blends? Or are, are they just sending you samples and you guys smoking them and trying them? I mean, how hands-on are you in that process? Um, we're, we're, we're very hands-on. What's nice about having great partners, I was in the DR last month, is we explain to our partners, hey, here's what we're trying to execute. Here's what we're trying to deliver to the consumer. Here's the exact experience. And we're very specific about how we do that. Um, we, we have consumer products background inside from many large companies, um, actually nine different large companies, and take all of our personnel inside. And we bring all of that research to the table, and we've, we've developed a scale and a program to deliver very specific flavor profiles, as an example, and consumer experiences in general. And we take that to the partner, and we sit down and we say, here's where we're trying to land and work with them and have them explain to us, here's the best way for us to get there. It would be very difficult for anybody, if you don't grow up in that world of growing tobacco and fermenting tobacco and putting them together and blending them, to go down Absolutely. and tell people what to do. What you have to do is have partners that are honest with you. You have to be honest with them and work and listen more importantly, I think, than anything else, to what they're telling you. And there's trust on both sides. You know, it's trust that we're not going to bastardize it and, and lie about it in the future. And, you know, for us, it's it's trusting them that they're going to produce something on a consistent basis. And we do trust each other, and we believe in each other, and it's really one of the best partnerships I've ever uh, I've ever had the opportunity to work with in my life. You know, Eric, I, I, you know, next year I'll have 20 years in this industry. And um, I, I got to tell you, it's it's a very unique, and I constantly say this, very unique and different industry. And being in both the liquor, alcohol, and the tobacco industry, what are some of the biggest differences you see in how they operate and function? One is a, you know, one's a $50 billion industry. Um, and one, you know, premium cigars is, you know, plus or minus maybe two billion globally. So yeah, you're, you're two. they're two entirely different things. One is very small. One is very emotional. One is um, where they still do things in a very hands-on way. The spirits business is a business, and you know it's a bunch of guys that went to Harvard and we're going to pound it out. And you know it's it's a large-scale industry. So one's very relationship-driven and creative-driven, and one is very industrial. So they're they're different. They're both wonderful. They're both spectacular. I love them both for different reasons, um, but they are they're, they definitely are not similar. No. Well, I noticed that uh, since you have a lot of history in the in the uh, alcohol, what college did you actually go to, and what did you study specifically that would help you? Uh, well. I got a lot of <laughs> a bunch of different degrees. Um, so I went to the American University for undergraduate. I went to the American University for my first graduate degree, and then I've gotten certificates from Harvard Law School, Harvard Business School, and MIT School of Business. Wow! In school, much? Yeah, a lot, whole lot of schooling. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, I hate uh, to see again, his it's graduation the, bill. Yeah, you know, it's the marketing, it's the brand management that you pick up. It's the 
traditional business structuring that you pick up, and you know you study all sorts of things like supply chain and demand management on a certificate basis. So it's been uh, I've got a lot of schooling. It served me very well. I can't say enough about uh, about higher education and the work that they do to prepare people to make great decisions in life and great decisions and make companies and build things that employ people and make our economy better. You know, Eric, from someone who, once again, uh, I like to compare the alcohol to the tobacco industry, you know, the alcohol industry has monstrous lobbying group efforts and, you know, working in, you know, politics and then, you know, working on legislation and, you know, the tobacco industry seems a little bit fractured in their efforts and what they're trying to do. Do do you ever at all get frustrated in what's going on the tobacco side and then do you have any recommendations on what you think they might be able to do better to be more like the alcohol industry? Because as you know, I mean, I mean, I, I imagine I'm not that familiar with the you know spirits industry, but I imagine you guys are, you know, always got some kind of lobbying efforts. But I don't know if you guys go through as much as what we've been going through in the last decade or so. You know, beverage alcohol went through their prohibition, and the world found out it didn't work. Um, so yeah, I mean. It, the structures that you have in place, whether it be Discus and MBWA on the beer side, you know, and the wine folks have their group, and then all the companies, the major firms that have extraordinary lobbying efforts and lobbying structures. But there's a whole, you know, again, when you have a $50 billion industry, it's a, it, there's just so much more you bring to bear than the smaller craft handmade side of, uh, of the tobacco business. In contrast to the small sort of nature, if you will, of the handmade side of the tobacco business, you do have the machine-made side, and obviously you move up to cigarettes and things like that, which are obviously different. But you have varying dif- varying degrees and varying understandings of sort of what to do and what to bring to bear. It, it can be challenging and frustrating from the outside to look and say, hey, I don't understand why these tobacco groups can't all get together and defend tobacco in general um, and its history in general to some capacity, but you know, it's, it's hard for me to say. I haven't been invited to be a part of the, um, the lobbying efforts in this industry. I, I do some of that work on the spirit side and I've done a ton of it on the beer side, but not, uh, not on this side. So I'm not sure I'm as familiar internally with what they're doing specifically. So I'd be, it's very frustrating. It really it'd is be wrong for me to take a, to, take a swing at anything anybody is doing or is not doing. That's not, um, not something I, don't, I feel educated enough at this point to... Eric, if any of our <laughs> listeners want to learn more about your... Excuse me, I'm sorry. If any of your listeners want to learn more about your vodka or your cigars or where to find the nearest retailer who carries your cigars, what website can they go to? Uh, actually, we're launching an entirely new website structure next week, but uh, for right now, go to hscigars.com and hsvodka.com, and those are the two that will... Uh, We'll give you a full understanding of the two sides that, that are available here in the U.S. Great, and they can find a retailer hopefully and check out some of your great product. I would love nothing more and drink it and smoke it, and I promise we'll make some more. Continued success, and uh, hopefully Hello. we'll see you in New Orleans, my friend. Have a great weekend. Hello. All right. Uh, after the break. We're going to have Zachary Faginson, Faginson? Faginson um, a Reuters writer. We're going to see what he's got to say right after this. WSWM Belgrade, Palm Beach, Jupiter. It's no secret. 
There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Añejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars. 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Duho, Quake, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection. To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanocigars.com. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Christoph Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christoph allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christoph Cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium hand blends to choose from, mild to full body, Christophe has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christophe today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Hour 2 of Kiss My Ass Radio broadcasting in front of a live audience. 
in the main cigar lounge, the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar, right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm sitting here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and sitting in for the lovely Lady M is the lovely Lady J. How's it going? It's going good. I'm loving it. Meister, anything uh, in the uh, the brew selections coming up? Uh, well, I got empty some ke- we got to empty some kegs first. We're actually out of kegs right now. You're out of kegs. We're what out a of dilemma. They're, they're, what a dilemma for a guy the, who brews his own beer. I'm out know, of kegs. All the, all the kegs are full. So uh, there's a black IPA we're working on that's in the fermenter. It's been there for three weeks, almost four weeks now. We're probably going to cold crash it next week. Hopefully it, we're trying to get the final gravity down to 1.01. Uh, now you know why we call him the brewmeister. Yeah, and final uh, gravity. Yeah, then I'm trying to get a BJCP Oktoberfest ready for the fall, uh, and probably work on a red IPA. Oh, and then I'm also probably going to make a clone of Avery Dugana, is in the works too. Isn't tight. Yeah. <laughs> Man has too much time on his hands. Big congratulations to Jim Mack of Miami, Florida. You are a social media winner. The word here, the word veterans. You'll be getting a five-pack of recluse cigars. Enjoy them, my friend. They are excellent. Uh, Now, for another special guest in the show, we have Zachary Faginson, a writer for Reuters. Zachary, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thanks, gentlemen. Good to be here with you. Oh, glad to have you on, Zachary. Uh, How long have you been writing for Reuters? Um, Approximately two and a half years now. I've been in Miami since about 2008. Oh, so you're actually in the heart of it right now, because uh, one of the articles I want to talk to you about is your article, What's in a Name? Cuban Cigars Plant Seeds for U.S. Future. And, sure. um, you know, I find it very interesting that, the, you know, the, the Cuban government's been uh, exasperating a lot of efforts by trying to block U.S. manufacturers from their intellectual property and brand names. They've blocked Zycar from using Havana Connections. They're blocking this Mr. Montagni. I'm trying to use the name Guantanamera for his company. Um, what? First off, I, I was shocked that they could even do this because I wasn't sure Cuba had any rights here in the state. So, what is the basis or the groundwork for for these, you know, these claims? Yeah, there are there are about century old um, international agreements uh, between most of the countries on the planet that that basically allow them to recognize each other's intellectual properties and press them within each regulatory framework. So despite the fact that our, our relationship with Cuba has been ice cold for, for the last half century, warming up again, those rights and, and everybody signed on to those agreements, so everybody has to abide by them. What Cuba is doing is uh, 100% legal. Well, I'm curious then, why doesn't that same basis flow over to cigar brand names such as Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, Hoy de Monterey, which were long Cuban brands that are now being sold in the U.S., being manufactured by other companies in other countries. Sure, sure. Well, what happened was after the 1959 revolution, a lot of the farms and a lot of the production facilities were nationalized by Fidel Castro's government. Uh, the original owners of those brands, the original Cuban families, fled Cuba, went to the Dominican Republic, went to Honduras, went to Nicaragua, and began working to reestablish themselves. And because they were in other companies, they had the ability to set up a new trademark, a new name. What you had happen in the 80s prior to the cigar boom is you had a lot of consolidation. So a lot of the, the larger 
Cuban companies that, excuse me, the larger companies that are based in, in Britain, um, that were based out of Spain, were buying up names, Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and the, the Dominican, the non, the non-Cuban version, and were able to sell them under those names perfectly legally in the United States. So is the differential there that it's technically not Cuban intellectual property, but it was intellectual property of people that lived there and fled? Is that why that's allowed? Correct. And now what you have and, and, and what you will have, what it seems from our reporting, is that if and when the embargo is lifted, there's the distinct possibility that you could walk into a cigar shop and you can choose between a, a Dominican Monte Cristo or the Cuban Monte Cristo that everybody has been hungering to get their hands after. What's interesting is that now, today, both of those brands, through various subsidiaries, are owned by the same companies. Yes, but not all the Cuban brands. Monte Cristo and Romeo are, but some other ones like Cohiba and Hoy de Monterey are not. No, owned by those the are no, those are closely held. Those are closely held in Cuba. What you had uh, was in 2000, I want to say, um, you had Imperial, uh, the UK giant, take a 50% stake in Habanos Cafe, which is the Cuban state-owned tobacco company. So, yes. so those who are now partners and, and now have a real, sort of have a real grip on, on the cigar market. But nobody really knows how that's going to play out at the end, should it ever really finally open up. No, we have, you know, we have no idea. Back in February, um, Cuba had their annual cigar festival where they came out saying, you know, as soon as the embargo is lifted, uh, Cuba will claim 30% of the premium cigar market in the United States and then 70% within five years. Um, you know, you have to take those claims with a grain of salt, and you talk to a lot of people who who do what they can to understand the industry in Cuba, they're very skeptical that business infrastructure is there to accommodate, or Cuba to accommodate both the United States and the rest of the world, which has been supplying for the last 50 years. Well, I mean, there's a few arguments there. I mean, it's Cuba that's making the claims that they're going to take over 30 and then eventually 70, Correct. Correct. There's been arguments that's just physically not feasible. Um, we had Hiroshi Robaina mm-hmm. here um, a couple months ago, yep. uh, you mm-hmm. know, an actual Cuban worker sure. for Cuba, and you know he was claiming that there's still so much more resources and land and places that can be developed to accommodate this growth. But mm-hmm. on the same token, I think that a certain percentage of the Cuban cigars are already finding their way in this country already anyway. So it's not going to be... That, I mean, yeah, you're going to have a flux and you might have a boom, but I think there's a percentage of that product already coming in, in this country. Is there anybody who has a more realistic prediction of what they feel will happen with, with you know, uh, what percentages it will actually affect on the American premium market? I mean, nobody really knows because at the end of the day, um, the Cuban government doesn't open their books on their state-run industry. So we don't know what their production has looked like for the last 10 years. We don't know whether it's been going up. We don't know whether it's been going down. We know very little, very little reliable information about crop yields, things like that, um, you know, fermentation times of, of their different crops for various wrappers and the like. Um, you know, we are going to see some more coming in now that some rules have changed that allows visitors to bring back greater dollar amount worth of goods into the U.S., but, but the development of all that potential is really going to require um, investment. And that's really going to be one of the first steps. And, and what's going to, what's, what could potentially limit it is how the government puts their hand into that. 
Zachary, are you a cigar smoker yourself? I, you know, through this whole process, I've, I've learned a little bit, a little bit more every day being in Miami, but I'm by no means an expert. I'm, uh, I'm a novice, to say the least. <laughs> um, this is very interesting stuff. Sure. You, you know, in your personal opinion, and in being down there, and you, you're in the heart of Miami. Um, sure. Do you, are, are you feeling the sentiment of the Cuban population not happy about the direction this is going? You know, what you have, and it's, it's been a long-standing trend, is you have the Cuban exiles in Miami who had homes, who had lives, who had businesses, who had very fleshed out existences on the island, and in a very short time, all that was taken away from them. Then you also have their children who were born here, who are very much Cuban-American, who grew up in both societies and have lived with these people all their lives, but they've also seen this embargo and the state of the relationship for the past, you know, 50-some-odd years, and they're saying, it's, you know, it's time for a change. They're saying, let's try something different, because the old way hasn't worked. And anytime something's announced, you obviously see, you know, the older Cuban generation, Eversaiz, down on Cayocho, screaming and protesting and calling Obama uh, a communist and a traitor. Um, but, you know, the community is very sort of split in that. that but... <laughs> I won't comment on that, but, but you can always find uh, very reliable, reliable as the sunshine. They'll be out there screaming and protesting whenever something happens. It's uh, the American way. It is the American way. I mean, do you, where, where do you feel it's going to go from here? How long do you predict before you will actually, you think, have Cuban cigars on the shelves in cigar stores in the United States? You know, it's really, really hard to say. You see, they, they just had high-level negotiations in Washington this week. You know, you can talk to a million people, get a million different answers about when an embassy will open. Um, if, you, if you look a little bit, you'll see a small Florida bank, Stonegate Bank, opened up a bank account for the Cuban government just this week. Um, something like that is really critical for them, for the state-owned um, tobacco corporation, to open up any, any presence here because they're going to need a way to handle money, right? So, so some people have expectations that, you know, the Cuban government, if they can get set up, will seek to open these very high-end uh, cigar lounges where, where people can come in and, and maybe uh, a Monte Cristo or a uh, Cuban Cohibo will cost you something like $30. But through all of their subsidiaries, they'll also be able to offer you the Dominican-made varieties when you don't feel like spending that amount. But, but as far as when, I mean, you know, no one really knows. Interesting. Well, Zachary Vaganson, thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Very interesting stuff. Truly appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it, and things will be changing day by day, so I'm sure we'll have more to talk about soon. Very cool. Have a great weekend, my friend. Uh, up Take after care. the break, we're going to have Je- Absolutely. Up after the break, we're going to have Jeffrey Place, a uh, college student who's a co-founder of a cigar, cigar, cigar society at LSU. We'll be talking to him right after this. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun Grown or Maduro, 
Each Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage pairs extremely well with the finest scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Coot Cigars presents Miro, a balanced, complex cigar with dominant notes of earth and sweet cream complemented by cocoa, spice, and nuts. With fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras and employing a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, this medium to full-bodied cigar offers a delicious bittersweet combination with an easy draw. With a rating of 91 by Cigar Snob Magazine. Middle Cigars, presented by Coots. Available at tobacconist retailers nationwide. Coots.com. That's K-U-U-T-S dot com. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Do what did it, did it, done, did it, do. Tapping her fingers and shuffling her feet singing. Do what did it, did it, done, did it, do. She looked good. Makes you want to watch Stripes again. <laughs> Doesn't it? Swear to God. Uh, classic Murray. Makes me want to watch Stripes again. Uh, Welcome back, folks. I'm Honest Abe here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady J, sitting in for Lady M. Um, jam-packed show today, man. One guy, guest after another. Our next guest, which I'm very interested to talk to, Jeffrey Place college student who co-founded a cigar society at LSU. Jeffrey, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hi, thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, glad to have you, Jeffrey. What what year college student are you at LSU? Uh, I'm going into my junior year. Junior year. And uh, your cigar society, what year did you start it? Uh, Actually, this has just been a very recent uh, uh, endeavor, really. Um, We just uh, got founded about a month and a half ago, actually. Really, and, and what 
What possessed you to start a cigar society at LSU? Well, uh, me and uh, me and my friend, uh, the co-president Kyle, um, we had kind of been talking about it for a couple of years. Um, we knew you could start an organization when uh, you got to college uh, here at LSU, but um, we kind of wanted to start a, some sort of cigar club. We didn't know, you know, really what it would be or how it would function at all, but we kind of just had uh, had the interest, and so we started, you know, researching how to get a club started, and then next thing we know, we're, uh, we're a founded LSU Cigar Society. Currently, right now we have active about ten or twelve, um, and uh, we have a lot more interest on the page or on Facebook. Um, but there's a lot of interest uh, building up, certainly. Is it becoming more popular amongst college students cigar smoking? Uh, yeah, I think so. And actually, what what I'm seeing is um, the uh, a lot of students are kind of getting into the rituals behind cigar smoking going to the shops and kind of sitting and discussing the cigars. Um, so it's kind of, I think it's kind of elevating um, in, uh, in this age group, yeah. It definitely is a lifestyle, and that's what, you know, most people who don't smoke cigars don't understand. It's not just about smoking a cigar. It's, it's, it's a kind of a way of life, and I think you're embracing oh, yeah. it. What are, the, what, are the, what are your purposes of your cigar society? Are you guys just there to get together, try new products? Or, I mean... Um, well, yeah. Legislation um, efforts. I mean, essentially, uh, our I, I guess our title is um, to kind of further to spread the uh, the education and knowledge behind the culture, the history, and the uh, and the lifestyle of cigars. Um, so, I mean, that gets into we'll have a cigar of the week, whether that that you know be an Oliva V or a uh, Rocky Patel Edge. Um, We'll have a cigar of the week. We'll discuss that cigar. We'll discuss where the wrapper's from, where the filler's from, and then we'll smoke the cigar, kind of really try and figure out the tape, you know, that are in the cigar. And um, and then, of course, just sit around and, and smoke a cigar with some uh, with some friends. Um, you know, more and more places around the country are becoming, you know, smoke-free areas, and even that includes even some college campuses. Did LSU offer any resistance to you guys starting a cigar society? Well, LSU did recently, uh, this past semester, actually become tobacco-free completely, and that includes uh, e-cigarettes, cigarettes, cigars, uh, any tobacco at all. Um, and I, I uh, did feel some resistance. Um, a lot of the times applying, um, I was getting very, very particular reasons why we couldn't be a, uh, you know, an official club on LSU's campus. Um, and even at one point, we were we were accepted, and then you have to reapply for your approved status. And when I reapplied um, after being accepted, they denied me again. Um, but ultimately, you know, I just uh, I think it was about five times I had to apply before uh, before the Cigar Society finally got accepted. Um, but we did have to. What was your basis? Right of, what was your basis of? Re- what was your basis of rejection? Were they just saying because it's a smoke-free campus, or? Oh well, uh, so first it was don't have LSU in the title. So officially, we are the <laughs> Cigar Society at LSU. After that, um, it was 
they were hesitant because they are a tobacco-free campus, so they said, you know, write into your description that you're going to abide by all LSU rules and titles. Of course. So we wrote that in. Reject. Then they said, we can't have a certain email, um, a a certain kind of uh, email um, uh, word. And so we had to redo everyone's email and take out take out tigers out of our LSU email. And so it was just getting to the to the nitty gritty and and so I finally I finally kind of emailed them and said, Hey, you know, if y'all could tell me any and all problems y'all have with the club, I can get those fixed and hopefully um get approved within the next couple of weeks. And shortly thereafter um we were approved. Way to stay diligent, my friend. Way to stay diligent. So tell exactly. me, are there yeah. women allowed? Got- are there women allowed sure. in your cigar society? Oh, absolutely encouraged. Um, we we nice. kind of want we want that diversity. We want that uh, you know the different perspectives while smoking a cigar. Um, absolutely, yeah. Are there currently any female members? There are no current active female members. We do have a lot of females that are very interested um, in the in the club, um, and we'll actually be having our. Um, inaugural uh, meeting um, in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully we'll have um, both plenty of males and females. Um, that's, that's the goal, definitely. Do the women have to submit a photo with their application? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we might write that in. Good call. <laughs> so tell me, how, where did your love of cigars come from? How did you get into cigars? Well, as far as I can remember, my father smoked cigars. Um, so he would always, you know, whether it be in the car on a long drive, he'd have a cigar. Or when we're on vacation, he'd always have a cigar. Oh, yeah. Do you remember I'm, any of the brands? Any of the brands he loved to smoke? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I think his favorite go-to consistently for as long as I've known what brands he smokes has been the uh, Alec Bradley tent. Oh, wow. All right. That's a good okay. start. Yeah, that's his yeah, go-to smoke. So your dad pretty much got into cigars. Did you have your first cigar with your dad? Yeah, I did. Um, actually, uh, wow. the, day, cool. uh, the day I turned 18, uh, we, we usually go to a, a cigar shop in uh, Covington, Louisiana called The Burn. Um, and so we're, you know, we're very good friends with owners. And when I turned 18, um, my dad kind of had brought me there and uh i had a um a tabak uh that was my first cigar and uh, i st- i still love that cigar today i got a question for you are you guys um part of the uh, cra um no i don't believe so okay see i'm gonna give you a little tip here that should be a re- that should be a requirement mm-hmm. of all your members you should make them register be cra registered members it you know you know, I'm, not, I'm not sure at your level how you're aware of what's going on in the industry and how we're fighting legislation, fighting the FDA constantly. And the CRA uh-huh. is constantly fighting and spending tons of money and raising money to fight for it. Because otherwise, that cigar shop where you go into, you won't be able to walk into yeah. a humidor anymore. You won't be able to touch the cigars anymore. There won't be cigar events anymore. There won't be samples anymore. So, um, you know, I think one of the things, just a piece of advice from me to you, is to kind of make part of your organization to get a little bit more active in the fighting of the legislation and what's going on and knowledgeable of what's going on. And the CRA is a great way to do it. I think an annual membership is like $35. And for that $35, you guys get cigars too. So, 
It's a very oh, good fantastic. deal. You can go to, yeah, you can go to cigarrights.org yeah. to find out more about it and get you guys registered. So really quick before we go to break, best yeah. college story to date. Go. Best college story to date? Yeah, your best, we are on the radio. Your best college story today. Give us your best college story at LSU. Okay. Um, uh, I guess me and uh, me and my girlfriend, um, we uh, we had gone out that night to a couple of the bars, and we got back to the campus. Um, we kind of we didn't want to go to sleep, so we kind of decided to uh, climb around on some buildings, and uh, we found some pretty good sites uh, way up there. Um, yeah, don't tell us you that. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, they're not listening to the show. All right. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey. Listen, thanks for joining us. And um, we're going to send you guys some uh, official KMA hats and shirts to pass out to your group. Uh, so oh, thank, you you thank you very much. You get you and you guys start listening to the show, learning more about cigars. And I'm going to touch base with you down the road. We're going to find out, make sure you guys are uh, keeping up the good work and hopefully uh, joining the CRA. Absolutely. We definitely have to get more active. Thank you. Thank you for the advice. Keep up the good work, Jeffrey. Thank you. Will do. All right. Great. Um, good Good to plant these seeds at the right age. You know, Absolutely. Get these guys active and involved, and I think it's great, man. They went five, six times, and, you know, hey, man, we want it to society. It looks like they, it looks like they tried to pull every little nook and nanny to keep it from yeah. happening, but he stayed on it. So. You know, your best legislators are actually your college students. Yeah. Fight the man. Oh, they're, God, yeah. They're, so, they're the f- perfect person to throw out there to get that stuff taken care of. No, I want you to reschedule them in another, like, five, four, five months to see where they're at and their membership and making sure they hopefully have implemented a CRA automatic registration and stuff like that. After the break, we got another special guest, show full of guests this week, uh, Ted... King, author of The War on Smokers and Rise of the Nanny State. Let's see what Ted has to say right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper, the cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I need to try these now. Top-rated cigars from Villager Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VilligerCigars.com. 
voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier of Trail Gentlemen's Club. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Coots Nicaraguan Blend, a pleasing medium-bodied cigar with a mix of flavors like cinnamon, graham cracker, herbs, spice, oak, grass, and mild pepper. The latest addition to the Coots Brands is a perfectly balanced cigar with subtle and nuanced flavors blended together nicely. This cigar poses a rich blend of Nicaraguan binders and fillers and featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, greatly recommended for those who simply love the enjoyment of kicking back and getting the full cigar experience. Coots Nicaraguan Blend, presented by Coots. To find your nearest tobacconist, visit Coots.com. That's K-U-U-T-S dot com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Kiss Mash Radio. I am your host, Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister. And sitting in for Lady M is the lovely Lady J. Cannot wait to see this movie. Are yeah. you going to see this movie? I'm probably going to see it, yeah. Ah, cannot wait. It looks like yeah. a good movie. Well, I hope it's a good movie. That's why I said I'd be so disappointed because, you know, I enjoyed the series. I actually thought the ending was good. You know? Yeah. It wasn't a bad one. It was, well, there have been far I mean, the worst, worse the worst th- Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. the worst thing is to have a bad ending yeah. to a series. I just hope the movie doesn't ruin it. Yeah. Well, Sloan's in it, so there's that. Are you a Sloan <laughs> lover? You too? Oh, oh yeah. Emmanuel Shariki. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, interesting. June 6th, right? I, we, I we, think they moved it back to June we 12th, might have, didn't We they? might have to do a smoke screen on that one. Lady M and I might have to go and watch that movie and review it. Twist my arm. Okay. The sacrifices. The sacrifices. We have another special guest. We have Ted King, author of The War on Smokers and the Rise of the Nanny State. Ah, Ted, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Good morning, and it is a pleasure to be here, fellas. Thank you for having Uh, me on. 
No, we appreciate you having on, Ted. Ted, tell us a little bit about your book and what prompted you to write the book. I, uh, the book is, uh, of course, about tobacco policy. That's the generic explanation for the book. Uh, the book is uh, basically a call, an, uh, an alert to smokers and, and basically people of goodwill uh, about government encroachment in our lives. Um, the book deals with um, various bans. It deals with uh, policies to try to squelch smoking, and it offers solutions about how smokers can live and how smokers and non-smokers can uh, basically, if you will, coexist in a free society uh, because uh, the free market should play a role in how people um, in how and, and what people choose to do. It shouldn't be dictated by some sort of command and control health policy uh, set up by elites. I wrote the but book the... Um, several years ago. I was getting emails from um, the Smokers Club, and I encourage all of you to go to thesmokersclub.com uh, it's put up by our, our web mistress, Samantha Philippe of Maine, who is a lovely human being and a real patriot for our cause. Uh, it's, uh, it comes out weekly. It talks about basically things going on against smokers and general nanny state things, uh, things involving food, medicine, uh, surveillance, um, Primarily, it's about tobacco, but the general rule is tobacco and the nanny state. My book has a chapter called, it's chapter 9, called The Rise of the Nanny State, or What the War on Smokers Means to You. And the book is, that chapter is for the non-smokers. The people who are, who say, I don't smoke, I don't really care what happens to those people. Well, you should, because once government gets really con- comfortable controlling what I, how I live, what decisions I choose to make, or who, whom I choose to cater to in my business, then they can control how much you can eat, what you can eat, uh, when you should uh, go to bed, etc., etc. So I would get these emails from the Smokers Club every week, and this stuff just made me crazy. And I thought, i got to do something about this. So I started writing the book, and... Um, when the book, uh, before the book came out, I said to myself, uh, I need to have some endorsements of this book because I'm an unknown author. This is a niche topic, and I need people to you know, pick the book up. So I found that uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, who's sometimes on Fox News, uh, he and has the DailyCaller.com, he uh, totally believes in smokers' rights. I contacted him. He, came, he, uh, he endorsed the book. I got Walter Williams of the University of uh, George Mason University, uh, who sometimes hosts the Rush Limbaugh show. I got him to endorse the book. Uh, Jack Cashel, who's a publisher and writer in the Kansas City area, who I don't even think is a smoker, wrote a lovely blurb for my book. So um, that really helped sales. And well, it's I basically hope, it's basically a I rights hope my issue, book is you know. Getting people 
to be concerned about uh, uh, this issue and to know that they can fight back. I mean, it's basically a rights issue, you know. I mean, everybody's all for it when it's fighting something they don't like, but when yeah. it's attacking their rights, all of a sudden it's a problematic, you know. The smokers don't want to, the non-smokers don't want to coexist with the smokers. No. They want to get rid of the smokers. They, 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 they don't care about rights. They don't care about freedoms. They just care about what they want. And that's yeah. what's frustrating. And, and, you know, who makes up this anti-tobacco movement? What's driving them? Uh, the, the anti-tobacco movement, I mean, there are a number of factors. I go into some of them in my book. Uh, there was a uh, UN-United Nations tre- uh, treaty uh, several years ago, about ten years ago, uh, I think it's nine now, of uh, nations that would determine they would implement policies to reduce tobacco use. That was kind of the legal, if you will, background for all this. Um, The other was the pharmaceutical industry. They, uh, Pfizer, uh, Eli Lilly, uh, uh, oh, the the, the Johnson & Johnson family of companies, they're... uh, these people make smoking cessation products. They want to sell them. And one way they think they can sell them is to ban smoking everywhere. The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation is a nonprofit founded by the Johnson Johnson founder. That is Johnson Johnson family of companies, maker of Nicoderm Nicorette. And they, uh, the Johnson Johnson family of companies has this foundation, and the it's the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, after the founder. Robert Wood Johnson Foundation spends millions on anti-tobacco programs, promoting anti-tobacco programs. Robert Wood Johnson Foundation has common stock with, that is, they have stock from the Johnson Johnson family of companies. So uh, they promote these smoking bans, that, and, and, and it's not just cigarettes, it's you're smoking the stogie. They don't want people using tobacco, period. So you may think about that next time, you know, you see Johnson Johnson family of companies on a product, you may want to find something else to buy, because you're, promo- and, and you're helping fund this anti-tobacco movement through that. Then there are people for- like the, uh, you know, there are people like Michael Bloomberg and Robert Gates, the, uh, not Robert Gates, uh, yeah, yeah, well, um, the, the Gates um, uh, Microsoft fellow. He's spent millions Bill on Gates, yes. tobacco programs through his foundation, so has former mayor, New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. So they've spent a lot of money on this. Um, this is the one, this is basically the new prohibition movement. Uh, in the 19, in the 19, really the very early part of the 20th century, uh, up till 1920, when they got their final victory, uh, there was a movement to, to abolish alcohol, and a lot of business people supported it because they always kind of knew they could get it on the black market if they wanted. And plus, if you could abolish alcohol, everybody shows up on time and they're sober. And they're productive during the day because they're not hungover. So a lot of industrialists in this country supported prohibition of alcohol. The same thing is going on right now with tobacco. It's the same movement. And it's very important that we be informed and we organize and we fight back. 
um, Cigar Rights of America is a very important organization, and it's an organization I cannot stress people need to join enough. People need to go to CRA, uh, CigarRights.org on, online, sign up, get the notices about what's going on, write your legislature, write your congressman. So, yes, Absolutely. that's very important. Ted, uh, where can our listeners find your book if they wanted to get your book, a copy of it, to uh, read? You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, or iUniverse. Very cool. Ted King, and author of The War on Smoking. I think it's also available in ebook. I, I'm, I'm almost certain it's available in ebook because I've sold ebooks uh, through there. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a hardcover paper kind of guy, so I don't have ebooks, but not into that stuff, but you can get it in ebook form, too. Well, if you want more information, just search Ted King. He's the author of War on Smokers and Rise of the Nanny State. Thanks, Ted, for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio, the War on Smokers and the Rise of the Nanny State. Thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio, and um, uh, keep up the great work. Uh, After the break, we're going to see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum, courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars, right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., The Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. If you created the Aging Room Small Batch Cigar Line, the highest rated boutique cigar brands of our times, what would you do next? Well, if you're Raphael Nodal from Boutique Blend Cigars, you would combine your three most important passions of your life, Cuba, music, and cigars, and create a new classic, La Boheme Cigars. La Boheme is Raphael's take on the golden age of Cuban cigars. La Boheme is a sophisticated blend of extra-aged and hard-to-find tobacco from the Dominican Republic, a medium-bodied cigar rich in flavors, reminiscent of the island he left 35 years ago in a small boat with his family. Why wait for the embargo to be lifted? Smoke Lob OM today. Blending is in our DNA. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series B Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Melanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva an unbeatable value, and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. 
Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvests of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to the final segment of today's episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Don Dave, singing with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and closing out her first show ever on the radio, the lovely Lady J. Hello. How was your Kiss My Ash Radio experience today? It was a lot of fun. Not bad, right? I enjoyed it. Pretty easy. Other than uh, Ted King, he was a little rough. Oh, he was long. I think from now on, you need to have the authors stick to writing books and not doing interviews. They just don't talk as well as they write, I guess. <laughs> it was brutal. He wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise. Adam? Are you, oh. with, are you with us, sir? Oh, was, what sorry. are you watching, TV? No, I'm sitting here going, looking at John. That I, make, I was about to make a joke, and then you kept going. <laughs> what was the joke that you were about oh, to Oh, I was going to say, basically, sometimes writers get a little wordy. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> John, our producer's happy about it. <laughs> I was trying to make sure I got it together correctly. <laughs> I mean, I like the work he's doing. It's a great book. I mean, I'm sure he's got a lot of great information. But man, guy won't, the guy won't let himself be interviewed. He doesn't understand. It's not a speech. It's an interview. You need to screen. That needs to be one of your screening questions in the future, John. You realize the difference between an interview and a speech. Yes. See, this is what you should have Adam read. Adam, you should read that out loud. Really? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm surprised you caught that right away. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. That was quick. Ice, bank. Mice, elf. <laughs> this, is, this is what she has to do. This is her input. <laughs> Did she do this at home? Yes. Okay, good. I'm worse. Does your mom make you read stuff like that? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a I'd say you're blushing, but you're always blushing. There he goes. <laughs> All right. It is time, courtesy of our fine folks over at CLE and Asylum Cigars. It's time to see who in the world today belongs in a cigar. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. 
I still think that's one of the best intros you ever made. I love that's it. creepy every time I listen to it. Was that Duff? Is he yeah. doing some more stuff for us? I love that guy. He's got the best voice. He really does. Okay, reading today for uh, CLE and Asylum Cigars is Lady J. He's going to tell us who belongs in a cigar in insane asylum. And I'm just going to go on the limb here and say, is it a Florida resident? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Nine out of ten of these are Florida residents. That's because that's where all the crazy people move to. Is that what it is? Yeah. (laughs) So today our um, Cigar Insane Asylum is a pediatric dentist in Jacksonville, Florida. A pediatric dentist. Dealing with kids. He he has been accused of choking, abusing, and performing unnecessary painful procedures on several children in an attempt to collect money from Medicaid. Where are the parents during oh, this process. Here's where it gets even better. So, Dr. Howard Sh- uh, Schneider, who's Howard Schneider. Everybody remember that name. Yes, Howard Schneider. Um, what he was doing was he was having the parents sit out in the front lobby, telling them that it was better for them to sit out there because the children will behave better. Never, the never. My daughter's been in the hospital twice. I went everywhere where they're never out of my sight. Yeah. Actually, never. You get a lot of dentists like that. I blame I go to a different dentist. Never. Yep. So uh, this mother brought in her daughter, Brielle, and she was back for three hours until the nurse came out, and the nurse had told her there was an incident that occurred. So instead of pulling one tooth, Schneider reportedly pulled seven. Oh, I killed this guy. All of her top and bottom front teeth. I pull all his teeth out. I swear to God. Uh, and he pulled her teeth, guess what, people, without Novocaine. Yes. They didn't hear the screaming? Oh, she heard the screaming. That's what got her... Are you kidding? See, look. Yeah, he, this dude's a sicko. Uh, he, uh, asylum is too good for this guy. But I put some fault on the parent there, man. That's some parenting issues. I don't care what you say. Nobody's doing that to my kids. Nobody's getting alone with my kids. I don't even trust people I know alone with my kids, more or less a stranger. Well, the funny part of it is, is this isn't the first child he's done it to. He's actually oh done it to God. many others. Look at these photos. Yeah, um, all these children have had the same dentist do the same thing to them. And you can see their faces are swollen. And uh, some of them have bruised faces. And she was actually, the mother of this Brielle, actually called the police twice to have them come out, and the little girl was actually transported to the emergency room. This, this jerk-off made $4 million in Medicaid reimbursement in the last five years alone. Did you hear that? $4 million in Medicaid reimbursements in the last five years alone. So he's denied abusing these children. Yeah, he denies abusing them. He, he says that he's uh, performing his duties as a dentist. Um, and denies doing any wrongdoing. And the mother of Brielle was actually caught attacking him. Uh, yeah, attacking, I would too. Attacking is not good enough. So this this was filed just this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. For a class action. Sixty of his patients were identified in the suit. Mm-hmm. And there could be as possibly as many as a thousand. How could this have gone on for so long? Where, where are these knowing. parents? Well, you know what it is, is a lot of the times when you go into a dentist, there are times where I've gone into a dentist, and especially, unfortunately, at being Medicaid, they won't uh, they won't give you the same benefits as they do if you are a, uh, a paying insurance person. 
So that's unfortunate how it goes. Wow. This has to be one of the sickest status stories. I'm not sure who I'm more upset at, him or the parents. I'll be honest with you. Both kind of. I mean, I, you know, I understand. Look, I, first off, my I tell my wife all the time, I don't trust any doctor. I really don't. I don't trust. Because, you know, my kids all got allergies and they're telling them this and that. And I, I say, you know what? They're all full of crap. You know, one, my, my son is seven months old and we, you know, he's been having a little trouble breathing. He took him, oh, your son's got asthma. You know, he may never overcome it. Really? Really? The kid's seven months old. I think everybody had some asthma at some point in their lives growing up. I, I just don't trust them. They're all freaking uh, prescription junkies. They're all bought by the pharmaceuticals, most of them. You know, half these doctors, you can't, finding an honest doctor is about as hard as finding an honest lawyer nowadays. It really is. It's, it's that bad. And, you know, I, 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 blame, I blame the parents. I'm a little upset at the parents. Yeah. Well, you know what? Being, being a parent who's taken their kids to a dentist, I, I've only once have let one of my children go in without. And as soon as I heard him scream, I broke through the doors and pulled him out because that dentist tried to do the same thing this one did. And I stopped it. My, my, Promise. my wife's been put in a situation where she has to go to a doctor and, you know, the same office, but each of the kids are seeing a different doctor. You know, she takes her sister. One goes with that child. One goes with that child. There is no alone in doctor's offices anymore. There's no, there's no more being alone with the priest. There's no more being alone with the doctor. There's no more being alone in the Boy Scout troops. Those days are over, folks. Mm -hmm. There is no more alone time with anybody. It's just sad, but it's the way the world has become. You know, I don't know if it's the way the world has become, but we just know more about it nowadays. You don't know, but either way, you should be enlightened at this point. So, it, honestly, this doctor, he does a sane asylum is too good for him. I would definitely, like, hunt him down, tie him down, and pull every tooth out one by one with pliers without Novocaine. That's only if he has them. You remember, he's 78. I, I got a picture of him. He looks like he's got a full set of choppers to me. Look at that. You know, these could be dentures, I guess. Exactly. All right, so I'd have to pull something else by one by one. I'd pick something. Fingernails. Nails. That's a good choice. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I guess the parents belong in the insane asylum, too. Sad but true. That's the sad story brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. Don't hold them accountable. They're just bringing you the stories, but their cigars are great. All right, folks. Uh, we hope you have... A safe and great Memorial Day weekend. Take the time. A uh, big thank you from all of us to all the current people in the military, all our veterans, and those who gave their lives for the freedoms that we enjoy every day. And my traditional closing, folks, life is short. Savor the moments that count. Never be afraid to express how you feel because if anyone doesn't like it, Lady J, what do we tell them? Kiss my ash. Be merciless. Spare no cigars. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out.